Praise the Lord, everybody. We're going to read today from the book of the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1 through 2. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1 through 2. And it reads, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. As the lily among thorns, thorns, so is my love among the daughters. Father God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the reading of your word, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for being our lily of the valley, Lord God, for being the rose of Sharon, Lord God. You are the one, Lord God, that will bring us out of what we're in, Lord God. You are the one, Lord God, where we can find our delight in you, Lord God. And God, let us not forget, Lord God, that you loved us with an everlasting love, Lord God, that you sent your son for us to die on the tree that we might have life from heaven on on high. And God, we thank you, Lord God, that you didn't find it robbery, hallelujah, to send your only son to this dying world. He is Jesus. You are our lily in the of the valley. You are our rose of Sharon. God, you are the most beautiful thing in our life, our lives. God, we thank you for your son. We thank you for his resurrection power that lives on within us and around us. And God, we pray, Lord Jesus, that hallelujah, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit will continue to rise up within us in these last and evil days, Lord God. Let us not forget, hallelujah, Lord God, that we serve the most high God that Jesus, your son, died on the cross for us. Let us not forget, Lord God, of the beautiful sacrifice, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, that he made, Lord God, for us so that we could have, hallelujah, a portion at the table of life, Lord Jesus, a portion at the tree of life, Lord God. God, you said, Lord God, that we are a lily, that you, that your son, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, is a lily among the thorns, and so shall we be. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. So shall the sons and the daughters of the Most High be in this last and evil day, Lord God. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're continuing to do in our lives. And God, we come against whatever the enemy's trying to do, Lord God, whatever he's trying to bring on us, Lord God, whether it's through depression or oppression. In the name of Jesus, we bind that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And God, let your fragrance flow freely in our lives, Lord God, as we continue to talk to you, as we continue to commune with you. Let the fragrance, hallelujah, from the valley experience uh, rise up, hallelujah, God like never before lord god the beautiful fragrance after we've gone through what we've gone through lord jesus rise up and send healing hallelujah to our souls like never before god i believe lord jesus that you're releasing a beautiful time in our lives lord god where we can just stop and smell hallelujah the roses once more lord god well, how we can stop and smell hallelujah lord jesus life again lord god how we can stop and smell the beauty lord jesus of your holiness again oh god i know it's cliche but sometimes it's good to just Stop and smell the roses. Stop and smell the beautiful sacrifice that your son Jesus has made for us once more, Lord God. Thank you, God, for Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And God, we bless you for what you're going to do today within the realm of this podcast. Hallelujah. Bless the speaker today as they speak your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. I thank you for God for them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you for the 
podcast channel, Padaway Evangelistic Ministries, that you have, have hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, tuned into. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another segment of Petaway Evangelistic Ministries. And today we have a special guest and the person none other, of none other than Tierra Griffin. Listen, guys, Tierra Griffin is a Charleston, South Carolina native, born speaker, author, blogger, and YouTuber. She is also known as an empowerment speaker, tear down the house, powerhouse preacher, social media influencer, and overall kingdom millennial activator. She's been called to minister to a broken and fatherless millennial generation who have been hurt, abandoned, and neglected by their biological fathers or father figures, which leads to the loss of identity, purpose, or self-worth, which shows up in multiple areas of life when dormant wounds are triggered. Listen, guys, Tiara has surrendered herself to God's vessel in the earth through the ministry of reconciliation. She implores those that she encounters to be reconciled to God. Tiara's passion is to help young women restore their wholeness in God and in life and helps them build a healthy future that they will live and love. Tierra uses every platform to help women use their hurt and fear as a catalyst to overcome their past and come into the woman God created them to be. She releases a word to bring listeners to their band-aid place to be activated and stirred to pursue the things of God and press on in God to reach their maximum potential. She speaks heavily on her relationship with God and the benefits of having God as father and the one who backs her in everything. And she desires for many others to experience the same. She is here to help you overcome the negative effects of fatherlessness so you can fully mature and fiercely walk in purpose. Tierra is a teacher, exhorter, and she wants to help you change your life. Listen, guys, God gave her the visit, the vision to help women ex- respond to God's invitation to be their father. Her platform is based on unlimited transparency to lead them along the escape route out of bondage to life's total fulfillment and back to the heart of the father. It's It's hard to tell someone how to be whole if you've never been broken, but because of her brokenness, she can lead many on the path to restore their lives and love. After looking for love in all the wrong places, she has been restored back to her first love unto her natural father and natural and heavenly father. And she wants to help you do the same. So let's give Tiara a powerful uh, exhortation by just saying, let's get into it. Tierra Griffin, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tierra, for being here. Thank Hello. You. Thank you. How you doing today? I'm doing well on yourself. Oh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. I thank God for you. This is um, Petaway Evangelistic Ministries. Thank you, everyone, for joining me and Tierra Griffin today. Today, we have a very special guest in the form of Tierra Griffin. And we're just going to just thank her, thank God for her for being here today. Um, Tierra, will you um, just begin with telling us how you came to Christ? 
Hmm. If you know me, you have to know that I love uh, I love love stories, and I particularly take a liking to people who found God and who fell in love, not fell in love, because I don't believe we fall in love with God. I believe we yes. grow in love with God. Or So this is like one of my favorite topics. So okay. I first came to God when I was in eighth grade. Um, so I was raised in the church. Um, my mom kept us in church. My grandfather was an elder in the church. So I knew church uh, all my life. Um, but there's a difference between knowing church and then knowing God. So yeah. I knew everybody else's God. And I've always had like this distinct relationship with him. Like I always heard God, even though I didn't know who was speaking. Um, as I look back on my life, he talked to me my entire life. Um, mm. But one day when I was in eighth grade, I was standing at the bus stop and this young um, Caucasian guy was just talking and see the enemy wants to get you while you're young. He wants to deceive you while you're young. He wants to get your mind on to other things besides who God is at a very young age when you're in your seed form before you sprout up. So here I am at the bus stop, minding my good business now. I mean, I mean I'm minding my good business. And he just starts talking about how he's an atheist and how, um, eighth grade, how God did not create the universe and how it came from a big bang theory and just this, this, that, and a third. And because I grew up at least hearing about God, I was like, uh-uh, that's not true because the Bible says that it came from God. Like he made it, like he took seven days and he rested on the seventh day, but six days he created the entire world. So I was like, nah, you're a liar. You're wrong. That's not right. So I came back home after school that day and I was like, mom, you won't believe what happened to me at the bus stop today. Some young boy talking about he an atheist and how God ain't real and he exists because he just exists. And she was like, do you want to be saved daughter? And I was like, whatever that means. Like, yeah, let's go ahead and make this happen. Like, get me saved. And um, it was in my mother's basement. No, we don't have a basement in Charleston. We have a, a garage. And that's where she had her salon in the garage. And we recited uh, Romans. And I confessed with my mouth yep. that Jesus was Lord and that he, um, God raised him from the dead. And that was the day that I got saved officially where I came into my own personal relationship with Jesus and although I didn't feel like it took the first time I was like I wrong I kept you know I didn't get it right the first time I thought when yeah. you got saved you were supposed to just be a one you know what I'm saying but I kept falling I was like hey this God this didn't take the first time so um maybe we got to keep doing this again so yeah. I found myself at the altar I mean at a very young age now I found myself at the altar every single Sunday I was like God is not taking I keep doing wrong I keep having these thoughts and different things like that but um after that I pursued God I was in a great word teaching church and I just take my bible to school like you know when you first fall in love with somebody when you first grow in love with somebody you met the, you meet that one honey yeah. listen me and him was we was like I was like, God, I keep doing wrong, but I love you. And I'm yeah. in eighth, eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade with the Bible on the on the in, in the playground. Everybody else playing. I'm reading the Bible. So um, <laughs> just very unique as a child. Yeah. So that's how I came to him the first time. Now, my second story is even better, but that's not that's neither here nor there today. I'll wait till the next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you, you just reminded me of, 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 of a time where um I was I was being teased, you know, by fellow church members, you know, you know, that were my age. We mm -hmm. were on our way to 
um, an amusement park at the time, and I bought a Bible, and my friends were just like, "Why you bring your Bible?" Listen, it's pretty deep, you know. <laughs> but it was just, I believe that God was trying to help me stay grounded in Him because, yes, at that young age, you're trying to find something to ground you so that you won't be swept away, right, right, by the world. You know, yes. I'm reminded of the scripture, Philippians 1 and 6, which says, He which began a good work and you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So, right. yeah, definitely relate. <laughs> Listen. First fruits, uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's another fruits. thing in the Bible. Uh, it is in First Timothy, I think. First or Second Timothy. And he was like, don't let your youth be despised. Don't be despised yeah. by your youth. Um, something along those lines. And it's like, we're supposed to serve God when we're very young. That is supposed to be, if we can get into that, like maybe we got to come back for another day. But God says, raise your children yeah. up in the way of the Lord. Uh, train your children in the way of the Lord. So this is supposed to be our life. It's normal for us yeah. to serve God in our youth. It's normal for us to hear about God yeah. when we're younger so that when we are old, we won't depart from it. So when we are old, we'll pass down the wisdom that we got. You know what I'm saying? But now yes. in our society today, we find ourselves wanting to serve God when we're old because we feel like he can't have our youth. Okay, I'm preaching now. Mm -hmm. We feel like God can't <laughs> have our youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I really thought I wasn't going to serve God till I was 30. I, I was going to wait till I was like 30, 35 before I came to God seriously. But he got me. When I got saved again, like not saved again, but when I rededicated my life in 2015, I said, God, I'm only 25. You, you a little early. I got five more years to sow my wild oats. I got five more years to live my best life. But I found that even when I came to God, when I did, my best life had just started. It didn't start before him. It started when I got him. When I developed a relationship with him was when my best life started. So serve God in your youth. Raise your children to serve God in their youth because it's the best thing for them. Because like you said, you're anchored. You need to be yes. anchored in your youth because if you don't know your identity in your youth, you're going to grow up identity-less and then you'll begin to take on the identity of every single thing that you, relationships, jobs, careers, degrees, those aren't your identities. Those are things that you accomplish and things that you do, but it's not who you are. And who you are is developed in your youth. And that's what's wrong. You didn't ask me what's wrong with America, but that's what's wrong with the people today. <laughs> we have no identity. Right. We don't subscribe to anything. Right. That's why we're drifting. That's why we get into right. trends. That's why we are so confused and lost because we don't right. know who we are. Right, right, right. Wow, that's 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 amazing. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, shout out to, to Bishop Stokes. He, he wrote a, my pastor, he wrote a book called I Know Who I Am. Oh, I got to get that. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, and when he first wrote it, he wrote it. I remember, um, you know, we had at the time we had went out to lunch. I was at the time I was I was in Morgan State University, whatever. So sometimes I'll ask my pastor, you know, if we could just, you know, come, you know, go to lunch or whatever, you know, because he was mentoring me, you know, still is. <laughs> but at that particular time, it was really important because, I, I, again, I was trying to learn how to, you know, do things as a minister, you know, as I've, I've become a minister. So long story short, I remember sitting at the table and he was getting this book together. And the book before that was called You Can Do It. So he was getting that book together and speaking with the publisher and everything like that. He looked at me, he was just like, 
this this is tough getting this book out and he finally got that book out but then after that the book i know who i am came out and i'm telling you tia it changed my life wow it changed i had to read that book twice because the first time i had to look at the you know there was a journal that came with it the first time i i you know i was focused on the journal and not the book (laughs) so second time was when god shared with me there's more in you than you think and he started to deal with the crisis come on there is an identity crisis that god has to deal with you within yourself yeah and you know um yes maybe we can speak about that some other time called the identity the identity crisis of now i need sir we can do that we can do that yeah not the next generation we are the generation now you know what i'm saying and you know um i guess that brings me to the next question which is how did you um how did you come into the covenant of purity you know Mm. at at the age you know it's it's commendable because again you know we 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 spoke about this before you know I, i i i had committed myself to purity at a young age had had challenges like everybody else and i recommitted myself you know um but how did you how did you specifically come into your own as far your own identity of purity yes so um purity is also an identity issue um it's also a worth issue um because if you don't know that you're worthy enough to remain pure and do things God's way. That's why we ended up, we end up um, sexually promiscuous and things like that is because we don't know our worth. Um, But when I was growing up, I always wanted to, I wanted to wait till I got married. I wanted it to be very special. Um, I wanted to marry as a virgin. Um, I had all these ideas about how I wanted to be treated as a woman when I lost my virginity, right? And again, the enemy in your youth, he always comes for you in your youth. Um, I learned later on in life that uh, my father's side of my family dealt with some some issues, some generational curses that were heavy. And because they did not deal with it, it comes knocking at your door. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I was younger, that thing was knocking. I, I, you know, I used to like sex scenes in movies. I used to but still trying to be pure. But I used to like sneak and watch certain things um sneak and watch you know what i'm saying so and and playing house you know what i'm saying we was out here playing house and all of these other things but my desire was to wait till i got married and i remember when i was about and i was in high school my senior year um when i told one of my friends quote unquote make sure you watch your friends because everybody that calls themselves friend ain't your friend because a friend does not boost up what you're trying to do a friend propels you into where you're trying to go so um i had the friend and i was telling her how i wanted to lose my virginity in at least a hotel room i wanted it to be special i wanted flowers and rose petals and i wanted it to be it's special giving up your 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 virginity is special and she told me you will never have that ain't no guy out here gonna give that to you but because i didn't know who i was fully and because I, I didn't have an, an, an idea of my worth, I believed her because what I saw around me was ain't nobody doing that for nobody. All my friends losing their virginities in the car, in, over here, over there, it's, it's not special. Having sex was no longer special. That was the thing. If you were dating, you should be having sex, right? So right. Yeah. I believed her. And the way I lost my virginity was, I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know what that was. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, right. when I look back on it, I'm mean like, dang. I mean, I couldn't have anything um, that I wanted. Right. So when I, when I, uh, 
of course, when you lose your virginity, now you're out here looking for that high. You're looking for that same hit, that that same that same feeling. So now I started pursuing that, and I found myself the very thing. Listen, how deep this is. The very thing that I wanted when I was younger in my senior year. A couple years later. I did the I did the hotel thing. I bought the hotel. I I did rose petals. I set up candles. I ran the water because this is what I wanted a man to do for me. But I ended up doing it for men. Here we go. The rules are reversed. Um, wow. So that's one part wow. of it. But it wasn't until I rededicated my life back to God, where I got my identity restored, where I now know who I was, and. Um, and, and I told God that I'm dedicating my life to you and I'm not sleeping around anymore. I don't want to do this anymore because I want to be married. I want to do things your way. So it first started off as a choice to please God. If you have no purpose in why you're abstaining, you're going to keep falling. If you have no purpose on why you're why you are abstaining, you're going to keep falling. If you want to know why you keep falling, you need to set up some stronger boundaries and ask yourself, what am I giving myself to that's perpetuating this feeling in my flesh? Are you crucifying your flesh? What are you watching? Are you still watching movies that have sex scenes in them? Are you having conversations with your friends that you shouldn't be having? What books are you reading? What music are R&B music are you listening to? Because if you're not strong enough to keep yourself, if you're listening to certain things, you are feeding that part of your, you know, your nature. So it, it all started um, from all of that. And when I rededicated my life, God gave me some new friends. It's all yes. about your friendship. And I had young ladies who I met who were abstaining. These girls were five years in. My God. <laughs> and we, listen, and at this time, I had to only have been 25. So they had to start when they was uh, like 20, 19, 21. Yeah. They had started, yeah. and, and it, it was so inspiring to not only see their purity, but their love for God. Their purity was rooted in their love for God. That's powerful. That's powerful. And that's so how it, yeah. So it won't be swayed. But you won't wow. be swayed because I, my desire, it took on, I wanted to please. That's how it started. God, I want to please you. And I realized that purity was more than just abstaining from sex. Purity was in everything that you do. Your life has to be pure. Wow. That's a, that's that's key right there. Because how can you be pure in your Thank sex you. life if yeah. you're not pure, pure in your thoughts? Because your sex life is only an expression in your body, but it started from somewhere. It went from a thought to a feeling to an action. Yes. That's why Jesus said, whatsoever man think is so is so he. So is he. Yeah. So is he. So that's how it started. It literally started because my friendships, it started also from my experience and knowing, man, listen, one plus one go always equal two. If I want a new outcome, I got to put something different in. And I said, I'm going to yeah. do things God's way. I don't care what the world is doing because the things in the world yeah. don't please God. Yeah. But you know what? That's the epitome of who I am always goes back to a relationship. Yes. So I yes. remained pure and I chose a life of purity because of relationship. Because let me tell you something, Jamal. What I realized is when I was dating these these jokers in the streets, whatever they wanted from me, I would do. How dare I give more to man than to the one who created me? So if I can do what you want me to do and obey you, sir, I got to be able to obey God because he gives me the power to obey him. 
And when yes. I obey him, that is that is a direct reflection and it is a response of my love. Yes. Because I love you, yes. I obey. I don't care what I want to do. Yes. yes, God, I get horny from time to time. I don't know how honest I can be. You understand what I'm saying? It gets real. <laughs> yeah. I'm six years into this thing. But why do I keep yeah. myself? Because I keep myself in, in purity. I keep my thoughts. I keep strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, I have a relationship with somebody that I love. And I don't want to hurt yeah. you. Yes. That's real. That's good. Because he's he's also father. Listen. He's also father. He's also father. And, you know... Um, some people are out here looking for a, a father and they don't realize who their father is and so they look for it in all the wrong places I, I, I couldn't help but you know uh, remember about the book that you wrote you know um, can you speak a little bit about that book? yes so they're looking for a father but they're also looking for a fix because people are only looking to be healed they're just looking for unhealthy ways to heal themselves you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so I wrote a book called Tears of an Orphan Heart, which is all about my from the beginning to where I currently was at the time, how I hated my dad, how I was, uh, um, uh, let's see, suppressing my desire and, and not understanding the need for a father and how that affected my youth, how that affected my teenage years. And then I move on in my book to talk about how God begins to tell me, you need a father. And some people be like, have you ever heard someone say, I don't need no dad. I don't need no father. He wasn't in my life. Let me tell you the deception in that comment, because how dare we tell God we don't need something that he provided. the problem is we've been in survival mode for so long that we learned how to survive without it but that doesn't mean you didn't need it that means you cope with life that means you survived in life but let me tell you something you're still deficient you are deficient without a daddy whether it be your biological father or a father figure you needed a father Okay, so and I wrote that book and I I wrote about how I forgave my dad, the process in forgiving my dad. And then the so in three sections and then the last section is about how I reconnected with my father, how God gave me other father like figures who were in my life that helped me throughout life. And then how I rededicated to God and how I saw him as Abba, how I saw him as father, because it's really hard. And people can tell me whatever they want to tell me because, you know, there's some exception to the rules. But let me tell you something. If you don't have a relationship with God, it's hard to have. Like, no, if you don't have a relationship with your biological father or a father figure, it's hard for you to see God as a father because he calls himself father. So if you hate your father, how can you love another man and call him father? You got to deal with the father issue because for so long in my life, I put my father's face on the face of God. So every time I saw God as father, I saw how my father was distant. I saw how my father was absent. I saw how my father was emotionally unavailable. So if I don't trust my daddy, I can't call you daddy. I don't have a good relationship with dads. I don't have a good relationship with father. So I had to literally remove his face and I had to forgive the role of father. Forgive my dad, wow. but I had to forgive the role because until I forgive the role, I'll hate everybody that comes looking uh, like it. Ooh, that's deep. 
forgive the role. You gotta forgive the role. I forgive you for, I forgive all fathers for what you did not do. And I had to learn that God was not a reflection of my dad. My father should have been a reflection of God. God is not your father. He's not your father. He's not the one that hurt you. He's not the one that abandoned you. He's not the one that rejected you. He's not the one that left you. He's not the one that provided but was distant. That's not him. He didn't do that. Right. Right. And it wasn't until I was able to, I reconnected with God. And in my reconnection with him, I was able to forgive my father because I needed his strength to forgive. I needed God's wisdom to forgive. I needed God's grace to forgive because I didn't know how to do it. I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out here having my best life. And another problem, and listen, you got me stirred today, okay? Another problem (laughs) is I moved to Chicago to be in a relationship with this guy, right? And as I was in this relationship, and we'll tell that story. If you don't follow me on YouTube, you need to follow me on YouTube because I tell that story time and time again about how I moved to Chicago. And I'm laying on the bed. And the young man tell me he's sending me back home to Charleston. And I was like, you sending me, you sending me where? Like, sir, I came here. I only been here for two months or whatever the case may be. So I cried, but I wasn't crying because the relationship was ending. I was crying because, yo, I failed again. I'm tired of failing. I'm tired of falling. I'm, t- I'm tired of this. Like, God, why isn't my relationship working? So I curled up on that bed. And I said, man, God, I've tried everything else but you. I, 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 you have been the only one that's been consistent in my life, God. I'm going to give you a fair chance. And I turned on Will McDowell's song, Wrap Me in Your Arms, because at this point, I just need a hug. Jesus. Listen, listen, that song, listen, that song, okay? And I said, God, just hold, like, like, honestly, Jamal, I just needed a dad. I just needed to know that I was worthy. I just needed to know that I was enough and that these relationships weren't working, not necessarily not because of me, but like I needed something more because these men weren't fixing me. These men weren't helping me. These relationships were not helping me. And I played, wrap me in your arms and I boo-hoo cried. And God said, mind you, I told you, God always talked to me, even in my backslidden state, God was faithful to me. Like he always talked to me and always. So he said, I said, he, he said, um, do you want to know why your relationship keeps failing? I said, God, please tell me like what, what's happening. And he says, the problem is you're looking for every man to be your father. You want them all to be something that they cannot be. You're not looking for a spouse. You're looking for a father. You're not looking for a boyfriend. You're looking for a father. You need a father. You have father wounds. That was the first time that I had ever heard about a father what is that what does that do god god revealed it you know some people that don't like to be too quote-unquote spiritual or too deep let me tell you that's all i know god told me you got a father wound you want all of these men to be your dad you want a father you want a hug these men that you're dating can't tell you that you're worthy they can't subscribe to you your worth. They can't put a price tag on you. They can't They can't do that until you know it in yourself. Because if you allow a man to have that much power, he can give you worth and take it away. He can lift yes. you up and tear you down. Yes. And that and look at look at relationships today when you see them. Don't you see that happening? A woman is hanging on the every word of yes. a man because she doesn't know who she is. Because guess what? She found her identity in him. I find my worth in you. Yes. That's what's yes. never God's intention. 
I'm worthy because I'm a wife. I'm worthy because I'm a girlfriend. Listen, I don't break this down, but it's feel like another part two of this book is coming out because I got a lot more revelation. You understand what I'm saying? But tears yes. of an orphan heart because an orphan is a person without a father. Like we see in the world, an orphan is somebody who doesn't have who doesn't have a mother and a father. But not even the Bible. But when I did some research, an orphan is somebody who doesn't have a father, who doesn't have a provider, who doesn't have a yep. protector, who's left alone. That's what an orphan yes, is. And yes. I was left without a father. So I was an orphan. And here are the tears of my heart that I didn't even understand. The enemy wanted us to be orphans yes. from the very beginning. When he talked to Adam and Eve, and he, well, when he talked talk to Eve and Eve ate that fruit, he snatched our sonship away. He took that away from us. Yes. But we thank God for Jesus who gave it back. He gave us an opportunity yes, to reconcile yes. with God as father. You can have a relationship with God because I used to look at people and wonder, why can't I have that with God? He said, you can. Yes, Everybody, yes, I desire. Every, God, yes. I'm telling this from God's heart, from my, from my heart to God's heart to your heart. God wants a relationship with you. Yes. I, he wants to be intimate with every one of his creations. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He want, he desires to be intimate with every single one of us. You don't have to have a better relationship with me than God because all of our relationships are unique. And stop looking at everybody else's relationship with God and comparing it to yours. Seek God for yourself. Love him for yourself. Spend time with him yes. for yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Her, her book is 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 available on, on Amazon. Tears yes. of the Heart. Is other or outlets and Barnes and Nobles I believe and Books a Million and you can also get it from my website um, um, just go to linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash t-era griffin uh, t-e-a-i-r-e g-r-i-f-f-i-n and it's it's there as well Ooh, it sounds like you have a few listen, stories to listen, tell listen stories um, for days <laughs> for days <laughs> And it's, and it's good because we are, you know, strengthened by the word of our testimony, you know, and, and that's 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 what it's that's what it's about. I, I discern, you know, um, that you had something to say to the body of Christ. And I said, I got to get you on this platform. And, I, you, you know, you're definitely edifying me and others as, as we go through different challenges of the world, because the, the enemy wants to, you know, sift, yeah. sift us as we and it's weak and, and a lot of times he, he goes for the the weak points and the strong points but mainly our weak points and we are living and i've said this before we are living in a hypersexual yeah. world and we don't we were taught as young people or or i'm gonna say as you know back in the days of black church not to really t mm -hmm. talk about sex but I believe that God is raising up real people mm -hmm. in these last days, young millennials, people that's, that are world changers to, you know, shed light on this stuff. The Bible says that to resist the enemy and he will flee from you. But the first part of that is to submit unto God. So what I hear you saying is you have submitted your life to the Lord. And right now you're resisting the devil by, by living your life out as he intended and the enemy has been fleeing from you it has not been hard i mean it's not been easy excuse me but it's, it's been, worth it. it it can be difficult you 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 are you are one of the people that are going to stand on the on the wall and tell the truth so that the devil can be a liar 
and and so that you can shed shed light against him you know because darkness yeah loves darkness but you shed the light you you let people know what it is by the power of the holy spirit god's going to have his way through you this is only the beginning yeah. this is only the beginning and and i thank god for your life and um again that book y'all is is available on amazon bonds and nobles and you said books also million and my website linktree. Mm-hmm. on linktree or and you can go to my store mm-hmm. yes 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 tell us a little bit about um and i love this part you know we spoke about it tell us a little bit a little bit about what god said to you as far as moving from from your home <laughs> to maryland you know and 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 the doors that have opened um up. so let me tell you, it all starts with desire because he said, I'll give you the desires of my heart. Mm-hmm. So I always had this desire to to move to a big city. I always wanted to live in a bigger city, um, but I never thought it would be married. Um, so I, I, I thought about it um, when I moved to Chicago, came back home. Um, I wanted to move to Charlotte. I wanted to move to either Texas or Chicago. Like I wanted to live in a big city. And one day I just kind of, I kind of like gave up on the idea of moving. I got settled at home. Um, I was comfortable in my church. Like I'm not really pressed to go anywhere. And I went to this prophetic conference and this prophet was like, you stand up. I was like, Oh God, like, is he gonna tell me about a husband? Cause I, I want to get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you about to tell me, sir? Like, money? Like, what's up? <laughs> and um, he was like, "You're gonna be moving soon." I was like, "What? Moving where? Where am I going? This got to be false. I don't know who this is speaking through him. Cause where am I going? Right? So um, he was like, "You gonna be moving soon, and some other things." So it's like God planted a seed. He planted a seed. And I started, I started after a while, I didn't, I wasn't really paying too much attention to it. Okay, whatever. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, so I went, one day I started writing out cities I wanted to live in. And I was confused because there's so many cities I wanted to live in. And I wrote out pros and cons, pros and cons. Like what would be the best place for me to go so that I can be established and be stable and pretty much don't have to come back home because something didn't work out because of God provides for you if he tells you you're going to move okay oh wait hold on let me get to, i'll get to that in a second so back to this so after i looked at the after i looked at the place that i could live i was like maryland would be the only place where i can see god taking me because i would have a home i would have somewhere to live i would have um pretty much somewhere to lay my head that's the most important part so i asked my godfather like what what where should i go like i'm confused on these cities i feel a little torn and he started talking about abraham and how abraham listen how abraham god told abraham to leave his country his people and go to a land that he would show him but before god before god told abraham that he would be that he would be going somewhere he already provided the place for abraham abraham just wasn't sure where he was going mm-hmm. but before god tells you that you're going to go somewhere um sorry i have so much noise in my background i hope you cannot hear it <laughs> um okay <laughs> no, so no, uh when god is going to take you somewhere the provision has already been met god is not a god that's going to tell you to go somewhere where there are no provisions where he's not going to keep you. So after after I had uh, decided that Maryland was the place, my mom, I remember years ago, my mom was supposed to move here. My mom was supposed to move to Maryland. And when I remembered the story about Abraham leaving, 
wasn't it that Abraham's father and parents were supposed to go to this place, but they got stuck. They got stuck in a place and settled on the way to the promise. Right. So wow. God began to show wow. me not that your mother is not well off. Like he loves my mom, but my mom should have been here before. This was the place that she was supposed to come. Wow. Right. But she did not. And here you are. Here you are okay. now in the place that I always promised you. Here is the place that I told you to go. Here's the place I told your family to go. However, they did not. But see, God is a generational God. Okay. So what one generation does not do, oh, the next generation will. And if you won't, the next one will. Because God is generational. And I saw that when I came here, at first, it was more so about what was happening within me than what was happening around me. Because being here, I broke out of so many comfort zones. Being here, I expanded. I was no longer at the top My of the God. totem pole because back home in Charleston, I was not not being cocky or bragging or anything, but I was above my friends. I was a minister above my friends. I was seeking God above my friends. I was spending yes. countless hours with God. My friends were very inspired by my relationship. So I was at the top. I couldn't grow no more. There was nowhere else for me to go staying in that place. So God had to move me out of what was comfortable to, from uncharted territories to a new place where now I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. And being at the bottom is not <laughs> bad because it tells me that I have somewhere to reach. I had just broke, being in Charleston, I just broke out of the glass. I broke the glass ceiling to now I'm in a new place. And now it's time to evolve into more. I can't evolve when I'm comfortable. God told me what's comfortable dies. Yeah. If you're comfortable right. and you're what, what happens yes. when you're comfortable and you're full? Moving. You you lazy, you ain't moving, you got the itis, and that's how I was. I was a walking itis. I was a walking person who just had a, like a zombie. Like you're doing great, yes, but there is more. There is more. And God will when he wants to bring more out of you, he'll always bring you into a new place because in a new place you have to discover him. You have to explore him. You have to seek him. So he yes. told me move Jesus. And Thank I said okay God where It happened to be Maryland but I kept seeking God And let me tell you one more thing So it was the Abraham story And then I, I love Apostle Stevenson So one day I was watching a video Before I moved to um, Before I moved to um, Maryland I was watching a video And he called one young lady out to the front On the video And he began to tell her I see your boxes packed mm -hmm. Because God is getting ready to move you and he started talking to her but yeah. everything he was saying to her he was talking to me he's like i know you're afraid i know you yeah. don't want to i know this is unfamiliar but your boxes are packed they're in the living room right now sir my boxes were in the living room mm. and he says <laughs> do and he was telling my her God. don't turn back now you are moving don't get comfortable now don't yeah. be afraid now you're moving. You're leaving here. And I was like, yeah. that was God talking to me. He was talking directly to me. And that's when I had the confidence. Oh, yeah, we really going to do this. I don't know what Maryland has to offer. I don't know what's next. 
But I'm glad that even when I moved here, I got yeah. a job and all those other things, you know, lo- losing my job. And then the pandemic happened. But I'm telling you, even in the pandemic, I've been blossoming yeah. because I was in a new place. In a new place, I was able to expand my mind and not think so small anymore. I was around people that were having different conversations. Yeah. I started wanting more because I yeah. was seeing more. Yes. And that happens when God yes. places you in a new place because you know, I'm I'm reminded of what David said. David said, Thou has set me in a long Come on. A large place. The battle fallen before me. He was saying is I I was stretched, you know, I, I wasn't stressed enough yet until Come God on. set me in this new place. God set me in a large place. Then I reminded of Jabez, one of my yes. favorite characters in the Bible. That he was right. Yes. Enlarge my territory. And I, he said, while you're enlarging my territory, keep your hand on me because I know the enemy mm. wants to set me back. He said that evil may not harm, like harm me. You know, he was basically saying, you know, through everything, through every hardship, I need increase i pray for increase i pray and ask that you would enlarge my territory yes. right now and God but sometimes that that enlarging the territory requires your participation yes 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 we, you, you can't it's hard for us to just think that it won't it ain't the sky. it ain't coming <laughs> moving yeah our works is dead yeah. we gotta move know and i love i love the fact that you have that mindset i believe it was one of i think it was one of bishop you about to go into yes yes he spoke about that he said i don't he said um he said abram was like you know i'm going somewhere but i you know people will be like yeah where you going he's like i don't know he said i don't know i Mm -hmm. I just know what Mm -hmm. god told me i don't know i don't have but i will obey you know what you know yeah, Paul said it. What good is come on? If, if come on, you you're talking everything. good. Is it really faith? Yeah, is it really faith? If you know everything, you know what I'm saying. So I thank God that it, you know, there's people like you that are that are living under <laughs> the generational yeah. expansion blessing. Is a that what you what you're saying is there is a need for a seed yes. to be planted where you you know whether it's generational you know may, maybe your husband is here whatever the case may be whatever god has for you it's going to happen yes. it's going to happen in a powerful way because you are here you were yes. obedient yeah. you know willing and obedient and you will eat the yes. good fruit that's good of the land. But, yeah. but another thing is god told me he was just like like when you're in god's will you get everything that god wants for you but if you're outside of the will of God, you want God to bless you with the husband, but you're not even in the position. You're not in a position mentally, physically, spiritually, but you want God to bring it where you are. No, God is not bringing anything where you are. You got to be where he is. God said everything yeah. that you will need, everything yeah. that you need wow. and everything that I'm going to provide for you is going to be on the path of my will. You don't ever have to leave my will for anything that I have for you. When God told me that all them years ago, I was astounded because I remember he painted the picture. He said, think about somebody who getting out of their car and walking into Walmart that was in a parking lot on this particular lane. If there is a bag of money yeah. with their name on it in this lane 
as they're walking to the promised place, whatever your promised destination is, whatever, whatever the outcome is, as, as you are on your way to that place, everything that you need is going to be on that lane. If you walk out of this lane to go wow. to that lane because yeah. you saw obstacles, because what you can't be is afraid of obstacles. Because he said in his word, trust right. in the Lord with all that heart. Lean up to that own understanding. In all that ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Direct your path also means move anything. I, yeah. I will make every crooked path straight. Every obstacle I will bring down yes. low. Because yeah. if, 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 listen, if you are on this path and there is any block, you need to pray to God because God, I'm in your will. I'm in your will. So I don't yes. know what this block is. No, I yeah. man, one time I prayed. I don't even know why I pray. Well, I know Holy Spirit led. I started praying for the dams that were blocking my life. I started praying against dams that were blocking me from flowing and things from flowing from me. I started praying that walls would come down and I started looking at what dams were. I started praying against obstacles, hindrances, blockades, stumbling blocks. I started praying against everything because I started, I saw, I literally saw a dam before me i literally saw that water was not flowing life was not flowing from me and to me because there was something in the way and god showed me a dam and the more i prayed i swear to you the dam like the blockade started to be removed it started breaking down so that the things in my life could flow listen when you are in the will of god let me tell you something the host of angel armies will fight for you your warring angels will go for you and break down what's in the way because god has a promise for us and what happens is we get frustrated in this place because it's not happening the way that we thought it was so we leave the will to make a detour and a more delayed than when we started hallelujah thank you jesus yes we need that you have to pray strategically you You can't god God, just give it to me give what to you what's standing in your way what are you struggling (laughs) with you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was literally in that moment yeah. where God was like, on oh, yeah. your path to your destination, it's going to be wealth here. It's going to be opportunities here. Your husband is here. Okay? Y'all all want a husband, but you don't want to do things my way. And you yeah. ain't in my will. If you want what I have for you, you have yeah. to remain on the course that I set for you. I call it a God positioning system. When I put the destination in, my God, and here I have the, the, the steps in the route in order to get there. I don't know how what it is to be married. I don't know what yeah. it is to how to be married. So I put marriage into my destination. You know how the, the GPS this say, says where you are and then where you want to go? Well, here, God, here I am in my singleness. Here is what yeah. I'm struggling with. But you got to be aware. You got to be transparent with God. I'm here, God, X, yeah. Y, and Z. But the where, place I want to go is marriage. I don't know how to get there. So I, 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 I calculate my yes. destination. And here, God gives me a route do this do this do this but it's on his will is his route (laughs) now what happens if you leave the route what happens if you leave the the predetermined route that was stayed for you that was laid out out for you you lose out out and you miss things you You miss things yeah yeah yes yes every 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 driver at fedex and other company you lose out and you waste time Jamal do you know how much time I wasted being out of the will of God because I thought God way was taking too long because when I first came back to God I said God I had to be honest with him I was living in a constant state of confusion and my friends was like Tierra like what's the issue I mean they talked with me for four hours and the epitome the 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 bottom line of my issue was I didn't trust God 
The bottom line of my issue was that I couldn't trust God as far as I could throw him. The bottom of my issue was that God was taking way too long for me. My Lord, ain't that crazy? We 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 try to rationalize everything. Come on, like it was just like I I I I I I, I said I trusted God. I said I did. I said I did. But when it came to his timing, I didn't trust his timing. That's a part of not trusting him. You call a spade a spade. If I don't trust your time and I don't trust you, I don't trust you're going to come through for me. But that all goes back to relationship. Yes. That all uh, goes back to relationship. Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, this is this has definitely been a blessing to you. Before we before we before we wrap things up, can you speak a little bit about um how how God has opened up this power for us, Marky? In, in the let drama. me tell you about yeah, it. Listen, as I look back over my life, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> and I think things over. I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testament. Okay. So um let me tell you yeah, what happened. So I lost my job February 2020. Devastating. I was devastated because that that, that was my plan. Okay. The Bible says many are the plans of a man, but it is the tongue of the Lord that that brings wisdom. Okay. So I had this plan. I was going to work here for five years. Yes. Uh, five years. I was going to be here. I was going to live my best life, make this money. And then I was going to start working on my purpose. That was my plan. Some people fired me. Okay. They fired me good. Good and fired. Right. I never been fired in my life, Jamal, but they fired wow. me that day. And um, I, I listen, I cried for two days. I cried for two days. And God said, get up and create. Get up and do what you were created to do. Wow. I I created a journal in that yes. time. I created wow. a shirt in that time. I just started creating, 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 creating. So that was in February when it first happened. So now I have time to work on my purpose. I have time to work on my vision. I have time. 2020, last February year. 20, it's been a year. 2020. Hallelujah. Oh, is it this one? Look at, look at God. Okay. So um, February is my month. A lot of things happen in February. So here we are. I'm, I'm, I'm not working. So I have time, but I don't have money. So I go home and I, um, and the God kept providing for me everything I wanted to do. He literally provided. There was a course that I wanted to take. That was, I think like $1,500. God gave me the money. I prayed. That was that time when I asked God to break every dam in my life because if you're telling me God always makes vision provision for the vision. If he gave you the vision, he's going to provide for it. It's his. You got to let God know. You told me to do this. Now, you got to bring the resources or show me where the resources are. So, show me where the resources are because the Bible says he feeds the birds. He's not raining birds from the sky. I mean, he's not raining yes. worms from the sky, but he, the bird, come on, the birds know that God provided food for them. And if a bird who doesn't have a soul, if a bird who doesn't have the ability to think and reason the way that we do a human, how dare they understand that there is somebody that provided food for them and that wherever they go, they can find what they need. Okay, I digress. I digress. Okay, so let me go back to the story. So here we are. I prayed to God. God provided for the course. Everything I wanted to do, God just kept providing. So I went I went back to Charleston, South Carolina um, for the summer. And I'm just sitting in my grandmother's living room on the couch. Again, it's always when I'm minding my good business. Okay? I was minding my good business, not bothering nobody, just in my zone. Right? And I literally felt heaven open. Right. 
We weren't praying. We weren't doing anything wow. but minding our good business. I literally felt heaven open. It was like an opening that opened above me. And I was like, okay, like, what is that? And then I heard wealth. I sensed wealth. I felt something coming to me. So because in our limited understanding as human beings, I thought I was about to go into investing because I wanted to invest in property. I wanted to buy houses and flip them. But again, I told you at this time I had no money. Okay. I was still living off of my little paycheck that I was getting from unemployment. And I had to preserve my money because listen, listen, I didn't know where no more was coming from. I, this was when I was trying to trust God again. You understand what I'm saying? So here I am yeah. like, God, I got to keep my savings account because this is God. Ooh, look, look, this is a poverty mindset that has to be broken. This is all I got. You serve a God that is abundant. Yes. Who has everything that we need, but I'm trying to keep my little $5,000 saving account because yeah. I got to live, right? So I felt I felt heaven <laughs> open and I sensed wealth. So I thought I was about to go into something else. So conception had to have happened. Right. So I started going on social media. Now I heard about Forex, but yeah. I wasn't trying to fool with Forex. I was like, man, it's a scam. I don't know what these people are doing. I don't want no parts of Forex. But I kept seeing, I all, I remembered this girl that I kept seeing, her name is Brittany Jack. I kept seeing her, how she retired at the age of 24 and, and she retired from corporate America. I'm like, but what is she wow. doing to have retired? Like I'm confused on how she retired. So she said 4X. <laughs> I literally hit up another young lady that was on her page. I was like, what is it? She didn't even really give me a, like a good backdrop of what it was. I was like, sign me up. Jamal, I don't know what I signed up for, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't do no onboarding course. I didn't do no interest meeting. I just. I literally felt compelled. I was like, I'm gonna try it. I, what's What's the worst that can happen? I I looked at it as a seed, as an as an as a seed, as, in an investment. I didn't look at it as me paying something. I looked at me as it as planting a seed. And I said, maybe that time when heaven opened and I heard wealth, this is my wealth vehicle. I'm going to step out on faith my and God. I'm going to give my this God. thing a try. I'm going to see what this is all about. Right. And, and I was clearly, I was ready for it. Yeah. So that is literally what happened. God led me in his perfect will. Come on. I'm in his will and I'm seeking him and I'm asking him and I'm searching for him and I'm trying to yeah. figure out God what's next because I honestly don't want to work a nine to five. I don't. Yes. So that's it. Go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's, that, that, yeah, I was just going to say, because that's, that's what an eagle is. An eagle doesn't eat the same meal as others. They, their right. diet is above everything, everyone Your else. mindset your has mind to be above everything else. Above everything, because if you do what everybody else is doing, clearly you're doing something yeah. wrong. You, you're doing something wrong. So that's literally how I got yeah. started. I signed up. And it was the best decision of my life. Um, and and I'm able to impact people. Like Jamal signed up under me. And and me and Jamal, we trading together, like we and we business partners together, and we're we're enjoying the market. We see how this is a wealth transfer. Yeah. Not only have we learned this, but we're learning about investments yes, in the stock market. Not only that, but let me tell you what else trading has done for yeah. me. My character is being built through trading. My emotional yes. intelligence is growing through trade. How can looking at a chart and some numbers grow you as a person? God always uses certain things to grow <laughs> us in ways that other things cannot. 
But what would have happened if I said I'm not doing that? Yeah. That's not the way. God, you stop, stop, stop yeah. putting the limit on God and stop putting God in a box. We gotta stop putting God in a box. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He, he, he ain't in no box. He, yeah, he, 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 Jamal, he live outside of time. <laughs> Yes. Oh my. He's not confined by our time. He ain't confined by these things. God is going to use anything. The Bible says. The Bible says, "I've given you the power to get wealth." (laughs) Period. Now let me tell you something else. Aside from forex, because this is what I do. I love it. And 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 the thing about it is, when you're gifted with something, when you're gifted with something, it comes easy. You know that you're gifted when other people struggle to do it. I'm gifted for forex. I'm gifted for it. Okay? Yes, and I'm also are. gifted with numbers and accounting. Yes, so let are. me tell you a quick testimony that's happened recently. So mind you, I'm it. doing Forex trading, but Forex is, is bringing in the money, but not how I need it right now because I'm still trying to live, right? And I'm still learning. Right. My aunt right. ended up coming right. to me, asking me for my help. Let me tell you something. Your gift will make room for you. What you're uh, good at will make room for you. And listen, every single time. So I recently prayed to God. I said, God, you know, I don't want to go back to a nine to five. Okay. But if I had to, I will. See, see, I'm not limiting God. If that's what you want, God, just lead me to where I'm supposed to be. Period. Because I don't want to be in a place where I want to just, because I have this thought about it. I want to stay here because I, because I feel like this is the way that you're doing it, that I want to just stay here. No, God, you tell me what I should be doing because you only provide where you sit. Right? So here I am praying to God about what's next. Like God, yes, I'm doing Forex, but like, I need, I need more money, God. So my aunt said, can you do my books for me? And I'll pay glory to God. And I don't only want you to do my oh, books wow. for the last three months. I want you to wow. be our accountant for our business. You talk about, come on, you talk about God providing because T.D. Jakes did another message with Stephen Furtick and it was about his book called Soar. And he was saying, there's so many people praying, God, give me a, give me a table, give me a table, give me a table, but God gave you a tree. He's already provided it for you. We, a lot of Christians, the problem is a lot of Christians want God to rain down from the sky, the finished product, but you want a cake, but he gave you eggs. He gave you batter. He gave you the things that you needed to do it. So God, I'm asking God, give me money. I gave you a gift. Use it. Give me money. I give you creativity. God, give me money. I give you the ability to write. Give me money. I give you the ability to speak. Give me right. money. See, it's going to come when you're doing the things that you love. Right, right. And it says, people make room for you and usher you in the presence of King. And I've been right. thinking more and more on so. You breaking up a little bit. I don't know why. Fire you. Others may fire you, but you're gift. Yes. Can you hear me now? Okay, I said that your gift will never come on. Your gift will never fire you. People might try to fire you. Yeah. Your gift will continue yeah. to generate what you need. You know, 
and it will up where you need to go in the presence of yeah. kings in the presence of powerful people so yes that is that is amazing that is amazing you know 29. the fact that you're so young you're you're 28 29 yes you're still young that's amazing that is amazing you know and one thing that i can say that i appreciate about you is your willingness yeah. to be yielded to god yeah. there's there's not a lot yeah. of people that want to yield to god you know what i'm saying and um again if you are interested in the forex market you can contact tr or me or um yeah. a few other uh people that we're connected to you know out there it's out there you know it's yeah. about being open to being open to opportunities and not and not limiting ourselves we can't not limit ourselves we have to to try new things td jakes right. in that video i'm talking about sword like that video was amazing he said in your youth you throw yourself at everything try everything yeah. until you find what sticks you got to try you got to explore yourself explore things that yeah. you like explore your strengths Every like you are trying to be You're trying to do things because people said this is what you should do. You're trying to do things because society said you need to go to go to college and 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 then get a nine to five that doesn't even pay you enough to pay back your tuition. You need to try things, try opportunities. There's right. so many young people in this opportunity that are banking. I know a young lady who is 22 who was making fifty thousand dollars a month, not from trading, but by building her business. She tried something. She tried right, something. Right. Give yourself totally to yeah. something because the problem is we end up yeah. quitting things because it didn't work out the first month. You got to give yourself time. Try it. Right. Yes, give it time. Yes, yes, yes. I'm reminded of so many scriptures when you so Come you on. The, about the lady with the cake because I remember Elijah told the, the one she I think she was a Shunammite woman he said to her bake me a little cake first and the Bible Come says on. what she had multiply it never What about never the other story out. about the vases more than enough you know another time I think Cuz she poured man listen yes, brother yes, she Elijah, poured yes. the the oil that she had could have kept pouring but she ran out of other she ran out of things to pour it in if she had more vases come on if you had more opportunities you could keep pouring but here you are without any more opportunities cuz you're scared to try things and yes. if you would just allow these vases that you have pour pour your giftings pour your time pour your effort pour your energy and it's going to keep flowing It's going to keep flowing. And guess what she was able to do with the fact of her poor? Yes. She was able to buy her children from slavery. She was able to create generation. Come on. Yes. Yes, and pay all all her debts. Pay up all she paid off everything. And the Bible says the oil stayed. It didn't go nowhere after she sold it. It stayed. I I I'm just blown by that because that means that whatever Listen, her bag was secure. Money in the bank, if you will, if you can put it like that. My... <laughs> right there, you go, you go. Listen, hear that bag. Her yeah. bag was yeah. secure. And that's yeah. and that's and that's what I do. Like, and I like that you just said that because if anybody want to know who is Tierra Griffin, I help people secure their heart and secure their bag. That's what I do. 
I help you secure your heart and your back. I help you walk in healing. I help you forgive your dad. I help you come into identity. And when you are in these things, then wealth can come to you because it's assigned to your name. But you have to be who you are in order to attract the things that are meant for you. You can't be the false you. You can't be the fake you. You can't be the you that's just trying to show up to please people and expect everything that's assigned to you to come to you. You can't handle it not being yourself. So I help you secure your heart and we're going to secure right. your yes, bag. Amen. Yeah. Yes. I Me thank too. God for you today, Tia. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I remember, I remember, re- yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I remember um, mm-hmm. about, about a, a, around mm-hmm. last year, I remember seeing you on on social media and, mm. and I heard the Holy Spirit say good but there was be connecting good connect good connect I had no idea you know that you're moving around yes yes I heard him yes. say good connect I didn't know what it meant back then but my God today we're walking yeah. the promises of God mm. today this is only the beginning my sister this is only the beginning okay. and I, I wanted you to before we uh, close off this program could you close us out with a prayer a prayer um, a prayer for those that are trying to walk this thing out pure and a prayer for those that are looking for financial ways out that okay. just need faith to, to, to take a faith step. I can do that. Father, 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 we honor you, you today. You are the one that we call Abba. Before I begin to pray, I always like to remind God of who he is. He is Abba. He is the great I am. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He is the beginning and the end and everything in between. We honor you today, Father, for who you've been and who you are to us. We beseech you right now God we come before your throne as your children to seek you you said in your word that when we seek you and seek you with our whole heart you will be found by us you are the one that opens yourself up to us and when we are open up to you when we can see into you we can see everything that you have for us we can see the way you want us to take you make every crooked path straight in the name of Jesus you said in your word that you perfect that which concerns us you said in your word that you are for us and never against us you said in your word that you have a purpose and a plan for us um in your word Jeremiah 29 11 that you know the plans that you have for us thoughts to prosper us and give us an expected in and a future of hope you are the one that we call sovereign you are the one that we call father you are the one that our heart loves you are the lover of our souls in the name of Jesus so God as your daughter I'm coming to you on behalf of your people I'm coming to you to ask you to strengthen your sons and your daughters in the area of their purity. I ask you, God, to bring your light into their life that they can see where they're stumbling and where they're falling short. I pray that you will begin to strengthen them in who they are and who they've been called to be. God, I pray that you will reveal to them their worth and their value and how you see them so that they won't attach their identity to things in the world, but they will attach their identity to you. God, they will understand if you are father, that they are daughter 
that they are son, that they are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. They are your people in the name of Jesus and the yes. life that you have for them. Begin to unfold it unto them in the name of Jesus so that their purity journey will not be hard, but it will be empowered by your spirit. For you are the Lord thy God that healeth us. You are the Lord thy God in the name of Jesus that the work you began, you are faithful to complete. You are completing the work that you began in the area where we're struggling in our purity. God, we ask you to strengthen us. God, wherever we are weak, we ask you to make us strong in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to please you. God, anything in our life that is causing us not to want to please you, any area of our heart that is not aligned, we pray for perfect alignment, that our hearts may be aligned with you. Our desires may be aligned with you. You said in your word, if we delight in you, you would give us the desires of your heart, Jesus. You said in your word that if we spent time with you, you would begin to place in us your desires. Begin to consume every desire that is not like you. Begin to consume every desire that is unsubmitted. God, we ask you to search us until you find everything that's not like you. Find what we're hiding behind. Find what we are finding our security in. Find what we are putting our identity in so that we may place it in you, God, so that we can have what you want us to have. God, help us in our purity. God, we pray right now that as we're praying, their arms are being lifted up. And as we are lifting up your people, just like Moses' arms were lifting up, the battle was being won. We lift up your sons and your daughters so that they will win the battle of sexual promiscuity. They will win the battle against lust. They will win the battle against these generational curses in the name of Jesus. We speak to every generational curse that's coming against your people in the form of lust, in the form of incest, in the form of idolatry. We come before you, God, and we pray that these idols be consumed. We pray, Father, that the very things that their parents and their forefathers did not deal with, that you are coming to war against these things. You are warring against the things in the name of Jesus that have come against your people in their youth in the mighty name of Jesus heal the trauma begin to cut down the root uproot the roots in your people that is bringing forth bad fruit and thank you hallelujah Jesus Jesus Jesus. acceptable unto you which is our reasonable Jesus. service in the mighty name of Jesus we ask you for your help we ask you Lord God for your help we ask you for your your, your Holy Spirit that is our advocate that leads us into our wisdom knowledge and truth to walk with us we invite you into our purity God we ask you to convict us oh God when we're beginning to compromise we ask you to convict us when we turn on the television and these things are, are masters of disguises that are trying to lead us away from purity God help us to live in your light begin to reveal our darkness that is around us in the name of Jesus that we will be children of the light that is in your word we pray your word back to you in the name of Jesus and you are faithful to watch over your word to perform it we worship your great name father we worship thank you hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. You, you said in your word that without faith Thank it is impossible to please you for them that come to you must believe that you exist. God the first thing we have to do is believe that you're real. We have to first believe that you care about the things that concerns us. We must first believe your word is truth and everything that you said out of your mouth is truth. You're not a man that you should lie. Oh. 
You are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. So God, here we are seeking you for opportunities. We're seeking you for doors that we may not be able to see. God, begin to illuminate every door that we're walking past because we don't consider it to be you. Father, help us to have such a relationship with you that we will be able to discern what's from you and what is not. God, I pray for open doors. I pray for opportunities, oh God, that are assigned to us. I pray that we will come into the fullness of who we are supposed to be in the name of Jesus so that we can have the things that you want us to have. I pray that those of us will rise up and be the real sons and daughters that you have already ordained every false identity I command you to leave every false identity that has risen up in your people that is making them conform to the patterns of this world every fake you I command you to be seated so that the real you may rise I pray that the one that was ordained before the foundation of this earth will begin to stand up and stand boldly in the things of God I pray that God you said that you wrote a book of our life before we live one day Help us to walk in that plane in the name of Jesus. Help us to not call things that are from you um, ungodly. God, show us, reveal to us, give us strategies for business, give us strategies, begin to allow us to see us that we will know our strengths, that we will know our weaknesses, that we will know who we are, that we will know what we're able to do, and that you will be, and we will see you as the one that is cheering us on. We will see you as the one that we call Father, that is bringing us into every good thing. We thinking that you are the God that withhold you will withhold no good thing from us. And if you are withholding it, God, that tells me that is not good. God, release everything that is good from your bosom. Release everything that is good unto us. You said that you will chase us down. You look to and from in the earth looking for something. Yeah. We are standing here on today saying, God, you can be good to us. You can be good to us. You can show us your goodness. We thank you for successful businesses. We think that whatever we touch will prosper and succeed. I think that we will find what we love and do it with all of us. I pray that the oil that we already have, we pray for resources. We pray for vases that we can pour our resources, our energy, our time into. And we will see the benefits of the Lord. We will see that you've given us the power to create wealth and that we will stop looking into the sky like deer in headlights waiting for you to rain down these things which all we got to do is partner with you god today we decide to partner with you in purity and decide to partner with you for our future so that we can walk into everything that you have for us we live submitted we live yielded and i pray for a deepening of a relationship with your people that they did not have with you before i pray that they will come to know you in a way they've never thought they can know you before i pray for greater intimacy i pray for a greater seeker's heart I pray for a thirst and a hunger for who you are. And once they capture you, once you capture them, God, you capture everything about their life. So I thank you and I decree that your life will be everything that God has ordained it to be before the foundation of the world and that you will walk in it boldly and confidently and that you will bring glory to God. And when your life is seen by those in the world, that they will be attracted to you and they will be attracted to you and they will come and they will get all of God and everything that he has ordained and assigned to you your life we thank you for all of these things in jesus name amen jesus amen wow thank god for you thank god for you that it was powerful to Eric griffin everybody and she wasn't expecting me to do uh, this my cash app handle is um, griffin um s-h-a 
S-H-A-T-O-N-Y-A. Again, that's S-H-A-T-O-N-Y-A Griffin on Cash App. Thank God for you. I believe that she is fertile ground, y'all. And I, I don't find it robbery to sow into her. It's just, she is she is one of the young people that I know that is, is about to break out even the more. She's in a great place. And I, I promise you, your your seed will increase and things will happen if you connect with her in the realm of the spirit through a seed. If God is speaking to you and you want to be a blessing, please be a blessing to her. And thank you again, Tierra, for being a blessing to us. And this thank is you. only this is the amazing. beginning. We're going to do this again. I promise you that, you know, because people you. Yeah, bless you for this. And um, that's all we have for you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Pedway Evangelistic Ministries. And again, look for her in, in every avenue that she has said on this broadcast. And of course, it's going to be... Um, Within this particular broadcast, everything is going to be posted out, um, once it's uh, posted. So stay tuned. Um, okay. It's going to be posted by. Can, can't wait to hear so, the replay. Um, and also, you guys, please yeah, follow so me on look, YouTube, look Instagram, her. and Facebook at Tierra Griffin. Yes. Talk to yes, you later, yes. my brother. Thank you. No, go ahead. Tierra. I appreciate you. And this is, yes. Oh, I was just going to say, Bye, Evangelistic Ministry signing off. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in to season two of Pedway Evangelistic Ministries. This will be the flow for this particular um, season for the most part, where I will be interviewing. Um, various believers that I that I've come to know, people that I I've seen and witnessed God use mightily in the kingdom of God. Uh, I pray that you all will be strengthened from those that will speak. Um, I, my prayer this this season was not just for me to speak from my own mouth, but that God would raise up a cloud of witnesses um, around me that God would um, bless what they have to say and how they say it to be a blessing to you. And so stay tuned. This is only the beginning. God bless you. Speak to you soon.